Welcome to the JRR Talk Show. I am one of your hosts, Robert Burry. Before we get started, I want to let you know that we are currently up on soundcloud.com slash jrrtalkshow, as well as on facebook.com slash jrrtalkshow. And without further ado, let's get into it. Crocodile Man, a witch woman, a guy yeah. that can send himself on fire. Are you blind? <laughs> And she's like, I have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, people are in line for a popcorn. Hey, third person in line. What kind of popcorn do you want? I'm going to quit. All right. Putting down my resignation. (laughs) Throwing your better toilet (laughs) fixer than the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like. Spider. John's look up. Ah! What's he doing? He's gonna kill Rowan. Is there another one? Oh wow! Oh god, they're coming for us! <laughs> they're coming from the ceiling! <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to like yeah, wrap like... us up like fucking dwarves <laughs> in the woods. Yeah. That's disturbing. That there was two. <laughs> one. I'm okay with two. That's starting to get to too many. <laughs> this is becoming a pattern. So I saw an article about uh, the original Harry Potter house and they were selling it. And so I just, I didn't really care about like buying the Harry Potter house, but I was thinking about, you know, items or places from fictional places that are real that you could like purchase or buy that I would want. First thing that comes to my mind is one of the Jeeps from Jurassic Park, because those would be awesome to have. Mm. But so I was posed the question to you guys, what are some things from movies that you would be willing to buy or that would be awesome to own that you would pay for? Oh, you know what? I actually own something of a, of a, from a TV show that I always wanted, and I did get it, and it's a four-star Dragon Ball from the Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. Here. And it's, it's incredible. It's made of, made of acrylic, and you take a picture of, it and picture of it, and it looks exactly like it does in the cartoon. It just shines, that weird like little oh, shine, yeah. and looks great. Like, yeah, I'm completely happy with that. That's like, <laughs> as a childhood dream. I don't even need all seven. I just need the nah, four-star. Like four, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I would probably go with some sort of, like, sword. I mean... Whether it's from Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, Glamdrine or If White you had to Fang. pick one, which one would oh, you pick? Jeez. You can only have one thing. One. Uh. Mm. Mm. You know, it probably would be uh, Gandalf's sword. Glamdrine would be awesome. Hmm. I can respect Which that. one would you pick? Of the swords from yeah. Lord of the Rings? Uh, I'm, I'm partial to the sting. Mm. Like, like, although I'd be like, little... it's one of those things. Like, I feel like if you saw it in real life, yeah, no, like, I was like, actual like, scale, yeah, actual oh, wait, scale. It's like, oh, that's more of a letter opener. Like, oh man, hey, what if it actually is the size of a letter opener? Ah, oh, it'd be It'd so be like the size of like a little bit bigger than a dagger. If I if I, if I had like a actual like to scale like yeah, more like to my yeah. body scale, like it's solid, like like the curve, the how wide it is, like it's like it's so cartoonishly fun to look at. Also, thinking about it, Boromir's sword with like it has the three runnels on it for blood. Like, man, that's, that's a lot of orc blood he's hoping to get off that sword with that <laughs> design. Like that thing is like it's like almost like a freaking V. Yeah, it's <laughs> epic. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I saw, and this is what's come about it after it was released is a lot of hearsay apparently and it's pretty out of context but Casey Affleck was on a (laughs) talk show saying that he doesn't think that Ben Affleck is going to be doing uh, the Batman movie yeah we talked about that again right like we mentioned that last episode where it just feels like 
DC universe is just sort of imploding. <laughs> falling apart piece <laughs> by piece. Yeah. I didn't actually hear, because uh, he says it in like a like a talk show, right? Like yeah, it's like a sports talk. But like I, I didn't, I, I never, I didn't hear the context, like like how he said. It. So like I don't know if it's a, is it? What did he say it jokingly? Did he say? He like, kind of said it jokingly. Kind of said it. Uh, because, like, if that was a joke, that's a pretty good joke to play on your brother. Just, like, to really, like, mess with, like, him and his fandom and, like... Just, yeah, definitely, like, that's when, a, when, that's the, when the thing effect. first came out, it was like, whoa, what? And then when you listen to the... I read the transcript and I can't remember what it was, but it's kind of like... Hey, do you, you like... Because they ask him, like, yeah, do you think he's a good Batman? He's like, no, nah, I don't think he's that good of a Batman. Like, he's, like, messing around with <laughs> yeah. him and stuff and it kind of was... It was just, like, an interesting, like... It could be true. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm still directing Batman. You know, if the script's good and all that. Like, next month he's gone. So it's like, yeah, no, like, him dropping out of Batman isn't, like, far from reason. Like, yeah, like far, far from true. As a joke, it's one of those jokes where it's just, like, a little too close to true. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and, like, how close is the it's relationship? It's like that, like, that joke where it's, like, a, a cry for help that's just like, ha, 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 I've been dying inside. Help me. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Basically, it's like, it'd, be, it'd be a shame to see him go. Totally, because like his his well, yeah. version, at least like his written version of Batman that he portrayed was great. Him and him and uh, Jeremy Irons as Alfred and Bruce, like they're fun to see. They, uh, I wouldn't say close to what you imagine as Bruce and Alfred to be, but like they're fun. They're they're Bruce and Alfred that we haven't like as far as if you just follow the movie universe that we've never seen, which was cool. Yeah, you have kind of like the more like uncle perspective that jeremy irons yeah does super hands-on super hands-on yeah, with helping them making the stuff like he f- takes over the plane for him and flies it versus all the other have been very like father figure like you shouldn't be doing this you need to like make yourself safe and all these different kind of things whereas jeremy irons <laughs> like yeah man i'm making them for you and i might as well just test them out like i got some new stuff for you well, like, well i got my opinions but you're batman and i'm and i am your butler so <laughs> let's do this <laughs> gotta keep out of the way you know i just gotta keep doing what i do <laughs> Third thing. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if you saw anything about this, but me and John talked about this. Have you heard of this service called MoviePass? Yeah, I am super fascinated by this. So it's funny because I remember John claims that we never talked about it, but we talked about it several months ago, maybe even like a year ago, where it used to be like a much more expensive thing where I was like, eh, like if you go to a bunch, like it kind of makes sense. But $10 a month to basically see a movie a day, as long as it's not like 3D or like an IMAX version, that sounds like way too good to be true. Right, and... I mean, like, I was trying to figure out how the fuck they're going to make money off of that, right? Because, like, then, of course, it's the fact that it's not them that have to worry about making money as much as that they're just, like, gouging ticket prices off of the theaters, and they're so not happy about it. Like, Well, yeah, AMC has been like, no, 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 no. not going to happen. Which is funny because they only changed it from 15 to 10. Right. (laughs) So the $5 decrease is really interesting that AMC is making a big deal about it. I think the real question is, is it sustainable? Like, how many subscribers do they need? Because they're basically acting as, like, a movie ticket bank. Because you pay 10 and then they buy the tickets for you. Exactly. So... They they give you, like, a debit card. They're kind of hoping that you're not seeing a movie every day. Yeah, see, that's what's crazy. Most services like that will charge you three or four times whatever the value of what it was assuming you won't use some of them and then that's where they make their money obviously but like ten dollars that's one movie or even less like like if you go see a 3d movie well, you, can't. Uh, you can't you can't you can't oh. see 3d you can't see imax that anything makes sense. Right. you can only see 2d regular it's such an interesting they're strong arming theaters into it because there's like i was reading this article they can't block them because basically they would just have to stop 
accepting MasterCard if they blocked this app because of how it's set up. So they would just have to say no MasterCards allowed at theaters anymore to stop this app from working. So basically the company's idea is that they're going to get a big enough subscriber base that then theaters have to come to the table to talk to them about how to make a cut together. So they're taking losses at the beginning until they hope that theaters will meet them halfway. So it's sort of this weird like holding theaters hostage. Well I just want to say because I mean theaters make their money off the concession and concessions, right? Like, they make I mean, money what, off what tickets? Though. They, they make a percentage. But like nowadays, like we were talking about this the other week. Like when we go to like things like Cinetopia, where it's like the premium movie experience, where your tickets are more expensive than they normally were, where they have less seats, but they're filling the theaters more often. Yeah, you know, but like reserved seats and stuff like that. But those theaters have now even started doing their own version of Five Dollar Tuesday. So like, you, which you can use to buy. But I, I, like, still, the, I think that's, that's purely ones. that's purely a. We want you to come to our theater, right? So that you'll come on the days off. I don't. They're not making money off of those days. They're building loyalty no, with those. Like, I that, think is what it that is. That point's valid. Because um, like, how many times have we talked about how much we hate Cinemark? <laughs> but we have gone on non five dollar Tuesdays, Tuesdays purely because we can reserve our seats. Yeah, right. yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's a great because their because their concessions is madness. It's garbage. It doesn't make any sense, and it's stupid, and it makes the line, me angry. The line, the line process is it's bad. so dumb. <laughs> it's stupid. It's just madhouse. And it, there's no line. That's the problem. Ah, it just drives me nuts. But like, Dude, Robert, you really care about those concession lines. It drives me. Lines. I, 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 I it every single time, every single time, every single I say time. something about because it, it drives me nuts. Because it's just chaos. There is ways to do this that are right, and there's no like there's there's uh, like. <laughs> Like, oh, people are in line but, for a popcorn. Hey, third person in line. What kind of popcorn do you want? Yeah. Oh, you're just getting popcorn? I'll ring you out before this other person who's already at the stand. Like, it's, it's, that's what it's like. I don't get it. Uh, but more importantly, like, like, back to the yeah. app. <laughs> well, and that's like the thing. But that, that's what I think it is. Like, the $5 Tuesdays is not what they're going after. They're going after the people who are now $5 Tuesdays is irrelevant to them. Because, you know, if you're a big $5 Tuesday person, you see one movie. But now for, you know... $10, you can see two movies on any day you want to go. Or, you know, you could see a movie every week or two movies every yep. week. It's ridiculous. And I'm wondering if it's going to last. Like, I, I wonder yeah. if they, like, you know, it not only has to make enough subscribers to be able to bring the conversation to the table with theaters to get that, like, ticket price percentage that they're looking for, but also that also means that they're competing with streaming services, right? Like, they have to get people away from the TVs to the theaters, which could be in the benefit of movie theaters in the long run. But then also the question comes in is when does this, like, you know, the the relationship between profits between movie theaters and studios is interesting because every ticket sold, a percentage goes to the studio, right? Right, and all that stuff. So I wonder if this app will cause a once more a rise in concession prices. Are we going to be looking at if this like becomes the trend? <laughs> Twenty dollar buckets of popcorn. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, it's a, but it's interesting, and I'll admit, like I'm intrigued. I would love to use that. Like if I could spend ten dollars a month and go see any movie I want to see, yeah, I would go all the time. Yeah. Well, and it'd be interesting going along the line that you're talking about, where they'd re- you know raise. You know, right. someone as big as Regal would be like, we're going to sell them for this much, you yeah, know? True. And it's interesting, yeah. too, because, like, in the article, they talk about the average movie ticket's, like, $8. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. here it's not. So it's interesting that literally just based on your market, movie tickets are more. Right. Not even, you know, it's not a set price. It's obviously that, you know, they're going to have probably in bigger markets, movie tickets are going to be more expensive because then they can get more money from them. Whereas in smaller markets, it probably could be cheaper because they just want people to go in general. Now, I wonder if this was going to hurt second-run theaters. 
you know those well, like I just looked at I just looked on the website and it says that the app works on ninety one percent of theaters. Sure, that seems like a pretty generous amount because I just I just don't know I've never used it before. Yeah, I, I can't imagine like the little mom and pop theaters like in. A, well, because it's basically yeah. the the thing is it's basically like a debit card, right? That you get. Oh, okay. And so when you from what I've read, when you download the app, it gives you all your theaters you can go to. Right, right. And then you basically buy a ticket from there on the app, and then it loads the money onto the card, and then you use that to pay. Hmm. Huh. Curious. So it's just like an interesting, like, weird, like... You know, I'm thinking about here in Portland, you know, we've got the Hollywood Theater, we've got yeah. the Baghdad, we've got all these great theaters that, you know, the uh, the Belmont Theater and all that stuff, where, like, those theaters are, you know, $4 to go see a movie, and that's how they make their, their thing, is that it's, you know, second run, they get all the ticket prices... And it's super cheap to go in, but if you can pay ten dollars and you can go to Regal Cinema anytime you want, right? It cuts out the the competition a bit for them. Yeah, but you, you know, you're going you're going to those theaters, those like McMenamin theaters and whatnot, because it's homey and you can buy a beer, you know. Sure, but you can also buy a beer at Regal Cinema now. Yeah, but like my point, like a thirteen kind of. Right, no, but my point <laughs> is, but my point is, is like those theaters really also market to the fact that you can go to a movie for cheap compared to the big the big ones right and so i think i wonder if they're gonna see a challenge if this app becomes popular like you like see the- less and less of those especially with regal and cinemark adopting the five dollar tuesday thing yeah right? it's like, like hobbies hobbies yeah. for the owners exactly yeah it's really like you're not in it for the money <laughs> like we're just barely scraping by yeah <laughs> with the exception you know like the hollywood's a non-profit as well and it's doing other things and they have i don't know well, I think it's tough because, like, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, if if this you know ruins theaters, it's gonna, it's just gonna, everything's just gonna move to digital eventually, yeah. which is like, which like, sucks. Which I get it. But like for guys, guys like us, you know, we we studied film, to- we went to school for film, like. We enjoy film like we want to see it in the theater. Of we're, course, we're, we're kind of Christopher Nolaning it. You know, like, we're like, it's like we're gonna keep it old school, but like you know, it's one of those things. Like you know, you're getting well, old, Grandpa. Well, like, it's one of those things too, where I totally get why people don't want to go to the movie theater. Like some people don't like you know getting the popcorn, sitting there, having other people around, those kind of things. And even to even to an extent, we don't like that. We try to go. We hate when there's a bunch of people yeah. in the theater like this. <laughs> you especially. Yeah. Well, because what, what movie was it where, like, the crowd just ruined the movie a couple weeks ago? Was it Baby Driver? I think it was Baby Driver. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they were, like, everyone just kind of was, like, a stereo of, like, annoying noises and There was a lady chats. sitting right next to oh, me who was with her husband just every time was like, what's going on? Hey, what is it? Who's that? Like, just constantly. Like, dude, we're watching the same movie that you're watching. Grandma, I'm pretty sure that's Baby from Baby Driver. <laughs> right, right? It's just like, it was driving right. me nuts. And there were people, like, there was a, wasn't there a baby at one time crying? Or was no, that was, that was in War of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, Someone brought a baby and yeah. they started crying. The War Why? of the Planet of the Apes. Jeez. Yeah, right? And it was weird, too, because it was in such a weird spot that I was like, is this in the movie? Because <laughs> there was, like, like, a weird <laughs> scene where it was happening. It was like, because they were, like, looking around for a sound. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was such a weird like because they like the movie starts out with this really good like surround sound effect where you can like hear really specific because it's rain and so you can hear really specific things on the left and the right and I was like oh so they've already like shown that they're like have really specific spots for sounds and then that baby crying I was like wait but then like <laughs> then they stopped looking for it and I was like it's in here isn't it it was just such such a yeah, weird someone started, someone started talking and then it was like oh wait wait a minute <laughs> that's not supposed to be here exactly yeah so it's like I get because like people can ruin theaters but like man there's certain movies that like I don't think I could ever watch Interstellar just on like a regular TV. Right. You know, yeah, like you get the experience feel. of yeah. seeing that movie. And then especially when I went and saw it in Dolby Atmos versus just the mm-hmm. first time I saw it, which is regular TV. It's like, 
It's nuts, man. Like, yeah. you can buy that stuff, but the people who aren't going to go to the movie theaters aren't also the people who are going to go and spend $20,000 on a home audio system to make it sound the same. People just I get it, but it's still such an important part, and I think it's just such a different experience, and I just don't want it to go away. Right. I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, like, for people, like, cinephiles, like, theater's kind of like the temple. Well, I, I think of it this way. You know, like, you get automated cars. There are a lot of assholes on the road. You're going to get rid of those assholes on the road by making every car automated. And that's going to be better for the road. It's going to be better to, for everyone to get yeah. to th- here and there. And, like, I go, you know, we go to the theater. Well, we, there's we, always the people who just love driving, so yeah. they can't do that. Yeah, and, like, that's kind of like us with the theater. And, like, you know, I get so pissed off that we get we get to a movie theater 30 minutes before we sit down. People show up right when the movie the is supposed to start. Times or have been even really bad, yeah, or too. like 10 minutes into the movie, and they, they're surprised that the theater is full. What were you thinking? Like, yeah. you don't deserve a theater. You don't deserve a theater experience. This place is too good for you. There's too many people here that don't deserve this experience. Yeah, yeah, that's been weird. The last couple times we've gone to movies, it's been like, we show up there, we're like, man, it looks like it's going to be an empty theater. And then five minutes (laughs) after this movie starts, people, like, people are pouring in. We're just like, what were you guys doing? To be fair, we did start going to a theater that just recently adopted the $5 Tuesday like, did it start to do people who, I just don't understand, it doesn't, doesn't excuse the people being no late no no or, it doesn't excuse it doesn't that. make any yeah, sense can, can, <laughs> why does that make that different though like well because like it's because the goddamn lines at cinema you don't know what's going on it takes 40 minutes to get through a line at cinema because no one knows where the line goes <laughs> god oh man there was that guy in front of me last time who had like filled this big drink and oh, had two yeah. of them there was, was a tray of four drinks yeah, and just and like spilled ice all over the inside <laughs> so he couldn't even hold like oh man yeah, and he was like it's talking on the phone too. So he was like trying. Yeah, he was, he was talking, talking on the phone, just drinks standing behind him. Like, I was like, God damn it, I hate this place. Just fill my drink for me. You don't have to worry about this crap. Ugh. All right, we're I'm done talking about that. Yeah, he's over it. Um, the next one, they're making an Obi Wan Star Wars movie. Oh yeah. boy. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, Obi Wan's a great character. Like I. Ewan McGregor was probably one of the only reasons I enjoy most of the prequel parts. Yeah, like, sure. his scenes are what, even though you can see it in his eyes, how much that movie was, like, <laughs> killing him. Oh, no. <laughs> He's dying. He's slowly dying. dying. I feel the way that Emperor looks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, even, like, pre-remastered Emperor, and, like, strikes back, the kind of, like, yeah, weird, yeah, deformed old, ape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there any story that we need to know about Obi Wan that we don't already know? There isn't. I don't well, think so. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you can't you can't really do a young Obi Wan story because it would involve Qui Gon Jinn in some way, mm-hmm. and it would just be him before you know before Episode One to so be like a pre prequel. So and you can't do anything while like Anakin and Darth Vader around because they they just wouldn't do that. I mean, while well, Anakin is around, just Anakin specifically, like, during the Clone Wars and stuff, because, like, no one would want to see that. There's already too much bad blood in that, like, timeline. Right. So, really, the only thing you can do is something between episode three and four. Sure. And, like... And she's just been f- hanging around on tattooing. 
I think I I, I I think I figured it out they want to follow the Logan storytelling. They want to I think they want to do like an old man Obi Wan story of where he just basically abandons the Jedi way. I mean, just do like, like a Shane what? thing. Just be like, there's, there's been enough killing. There's been enough training. Like I'm done with it. Hang it up. And like so they're basically gonna do the same story that the last Jedi is gonna be. Right. Yeah. I guess. Like, like I, that, I, that's I, just the thing. Like well, it's because okay, like, 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 that's what they're talking about well, like, with this these movies. Movie. These movies are just gonna be to exposition. Be, like to be completely fair. When I heard Rogue One was coming out, I was like, there's no reason we needed to hear this story. We know how it ends. There's still no reason we needed to hear but this story. I still like that movie a lot because it showed parts of the universe in a way. This was, uh, this was a topic I knew was going to come up at some point. Me and John hate that movie. I know, oh, yeah. I know you do. And also, you two have weird <laughs> moments where you're like, to be honest to our viewers, like these guys will love really good movies, and sometimes they'll just be like, fuck that movie. Name one other movie. Yeah, well, I mean, name, like, name one other yeah, movie name, right name, now. Name one other movie that didn't we will gang, I gang up on you. You can't win this fight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> name one other movie. One other movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, that's that's not fair. It's not fair. You're gonna call us out. You're gonna call us out. You big accusation <laughs> to make without yeah. another like piece of evidence. Without of something enough. immediate. If you're gonna make an accusation that quick, you have to have something immediate in your mind that you're thinking of. I'm trying to. All right, all right, all right. All right. I'm working here. I'm working here. I mean, you guys are very opinionated about your films. That like that is true. I, the things I think that we are most opinionated about are the things that should be good and are bad. And like, I disagree so like that Batman Rogue versus One is Superman. bad. Like stuff like that, where it's like, me and John, huge DC fans, this should be so easy for you to please us. And you made it so bad. Right. And like, that's what we're opinionated. I, I'm sure you knew this was coming up. But for me, one thing I really liked about Rogue One was that it showed a lot of nuances in the universe that I had wanted to see. Like, I, I love the fact that that movie talks about the complexity of a rebel system, right? The fact that you have multiple factions of freedom fighters who don't agree on philosophy, who don't agree on how to get this done in fighting with each other. I think that's awesome. I love the fact that we are, they did with the, the main, uh, you know, the main rebel protagonist, his introduction is what they should have done with like Han Solo or tried to. They should to. have done that with the rest of the movie though, because they just turn him around as a character and he never makes a decision like that again. Sure. They, I mean, they put him in a situation where he literally can't make any other decision. Mm-hmm. And he does that, and we're like, oh, that's crazy. He made that bad decision. When it's like, there wasn't even a good decision for him to make. He was forced to make that decision. And then every other opportunity where he gets a dis an opportunity to make the right decision, he does. Sure. That's the only problem I see. Like, it's but one of those things where it started I, that off. That argument can be made for Han Solo. We, we meet Han Solo, and we're set up in the first time we meet him that he is a smuggler, he can't be trusted, and that he has a debt that he has to pay, and he happens to have a bunch of people he could sell off to the Empire, and they set that up, and he never pulls through. There's not even a glimmer of a moment where he might betray them in the rest of the movie, even though they set that card up real hard in the first movie. Like, it's there. And That's like, fair. But at least, like... so. It's fair. It's not unprecedented here. It's not unprecedented, but that doesn't make it that it is good. Sure, but my point is, is like, point is that it is. Well, I was saying that they were. It sold it more for me that illusion than Han Solo did. And that's. I just wish they had followed through with all that stuff. Sure, that's the problem okay. that I have with that movie because they set up all these really interesting things. You set up this character who doesn't have any reason to like the rebellion with Jenner. So I was watching something where it's like, you're told everything about these characters. This guy was breaking down mm -hmm. force awakens mm -hmm. versus, um, rogue one where it's like, you're it's, you know, showing versus telling you know, how he talks about how the first half sure. of 
Rogue One is just everyone's telling everyone who everyone is. Right. And they're not really, you know, the only moment of show that is interesting is when he shoots that guy in the alleyway. But then the rest of it's like, oh, he's the best thing. You know, she's, you know, you know, a known rebel spy. It's like, why? Like, I am sarcastic. I am sarcastic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all these things where it's like, yeah, I guess, but it just never like means anything because you even have at the end, like all these people are dying and you don't even see them on screen dying. You haven't like you, you have, see almost every nope, character pilot, on screen. Just it just blows up. The yeah, place just everyone blows. dies in an explosion. Everyone dies in like a separate explosion before the big explosion. <laughs> no, they don't. But also the pilot dies in the ship that you watch explode. They're not going to show his face like eviscerate. But it's not. They don't like, even what have do a moment want? of him like <laughs> even like a like I yeah. It's just because it's a war movie. I get that, but like it is kind of sure but my point is is that it's too many movies is the problem it's trying to be it's like it has different tones because like if you watch sure. the first half of a movie did you think it was going to be that like you know action scene heavy thing at the end sure i mean you know like you don't have any moment where you build up all these characters as like building this team kind of thing and then they're all separate the whole time and they like kind of do things together but it's separate mm -hmm. and no one knows when anyone else dies so it's just like maybe they're still around there doing stuff you know i don't know it just like I was expecting, like a Band of Brothers sort of thing, where mm -hmm. you're just getting like I wanted. I like this should have been like a mini series or something like that, where like just telling the different perspectives of like, oh, there's Tarkin and you know that lieutenant, whatever the main villain guy. Oh, like like in their whole steel, like how their view of like the, what the rebels are doing and mm -hmm. how the politics of this is all working out. Uh, you know the the, the Rebel Alliance talking about their whole issue. Uh, the Rogue One team like getting to know each other, like talking about their value, like or like their values into mm -hmm. what they're doing but like it just it just, it just all mishmashed it just it was a mashed potato of a movie that yeah. like i just think didn't have enough salt on it like it sure i mean i'm not calling it like the best star wars film you know like I, don't give me that look my know, point is is that like because how many star wars I films want, are there there's seven. eight now eight i would put it as six or seven well that's fair for you but like my i mean I, were you excited to see the movie? Totally. See, that's mm -hmm. where it's different. I was not. I thought it was going to be terrible. So I think it's a it's a mix of well, perspectives. I think, I, think I think you guys have a tendency to get your ho hopes up, and then when it doesn't meet your high standards, which is a lot, DC. But so I think on. it's also they showed trailers telling stories that were never even in there too. I yeah, think that's, that's, I think that's also, bad marketing. That's also every movie nowadays. Like the amount of times you see yeah. like. But the, like the, like there's so many scenes in that trailer just like. Told, that was telling you that these things that like this story is going to go this way and then like not not necessarily to like trick you but it's like they literally just well and they had so many reshoots the they had so like, many there's, right, there's, there's a lot there's of drama a lot of trailers that do that though yeah but it's like how many times have you seen the film I've seen it twice. Really? Yeah. That's shocking. I couldn't even get um, through it like the third I, I, time I, I watched it. Oh man. Because it's on Netflix and I was just like man I'm so bored. I don't know it just doesn't have like the first time I watched it I was like that was cool. But then the second time, I was like, oh, this is weird. And, like, the more I thought about it, it just, like, it's one of those, like, when you see it, yeah. But, like, the more I think about it, the more it falls apart. And it just isn't, it's one of those things where there are expectations with Star Wars. Sure. and There I, totally are. And that's not, I don't think that's. But that's where I like that. So, what I was trying to get across with my original statement here was that I didn't see the movie needing to be made. I didn't want it to be made when I first heard about it. But then I was surprised because it showed me a different type of Star Wars I hadn't seen done that had hoped to be seen done like i was you know for a long time i was like you know one thing that i always hate i hate about star wars is the fan films where it's just like here's another jedi and a sith in a junkyard or in a forest fighting with lightsabers i'm like i don't care about jedi and sith all the time the only reason the ones in the movies make any interest to us is because they're all skywalkers and it's a family drama yeah. right yeah. 
So that's the only reason that's interesting. Yeah. I want to see a movie about like rebels or, you yeah. know, and so the, the fact that it, it, it stripped away all of the, you know, the fancy lightsaber dancing and it focused more on human moments. It could have done those humans moments better. And I, well, can, that's the problem. I, I think it's that. just, I think it's just unfocused. Like I, I yeah, I don't, I, then that's a problem. I don't think it shows, I don't, it doesn't make you care about any of the characters, at sure. all, which I know that you yeah, like, yeah, we all know they're going to die, but make us care about them. Like that's a reason, like yeah. that, it's a reason to them for their sacrifice to actually mean something like, if it's like you don't care about these people, they all die and like they get what they want at the end anyways, it's like, right. Cause we know how it's going to end. Right. Yeah. And like the idea of like not being able to pull off the making us care about the characters seems like a huge oversight when everyone already knows what the movie's going to be anyways. Mm-hmm. There's no like thing at the end where it's like, oh, they, but they got it done. It's like, yeah, we already knew that. And it's one of those like, you can't even, they originally were like, we want these like standalone movies. Like, that is not a standalone movie by any means. Cause there's so much that you have to pull from knowledge wise in Star Wars for that movie to make sense because and i just i think they just couldn't figure out what they wanted i think obviously it's the first one that's testing the waters yeah hopefully with these other ones it's gonna be better and i'm you know talking going back to like the obi-wan movie like i just want them to tell us a story that means something and i just don't think that there's really anything in between that can mean something because this is the problem i had with um wonder woman like Mm. we already know where she ends like, and you're trying to tell us in the story, and if it goes anything different from that, then you're just telling a bad story, and you're not making it connect. So, like, we know who Obi-Wan is at the beginning of New Hope. And if he's anything different from that, it's not going to make any sense. I mean, I do love the image of, like, we just spend a whole two and a half hours with Obi-Wan in the desert, just, like, Lawrence of the Arabia, like, long <laughs> shots. Just so weird, yeah. Just, like, <laughs> spirit journey of Obi-Wan just slowly descending into, like, sand madness. <laughs> like, like a castaway with like, his little football <laughs> quite on gym. Like, they talk to us. <laughs> It's just like his relationships with sand people and scaring them with weird voices. He's <laughs> <laughs> the classic bum, Jedi bum, trick. Bum. Like yeah. Changing your voice, ventriloquism, the greatest Jedi trick. <laughs> the greatest of all the Jedi tricks. Yeah. I'm, I have no high hopes for the Obi Wan film me in, neither. In, no. in, in the end. Might as well just I'm give so, up. Just give up. <laughs> just, just to finish. Do, uh, do eight and nine, and we're granted, all Granted, you know, if, if Ian McGregor comes back to play, God, I, so I would awesome. still watch it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> if it was Ian McGregor, <laughs> yeah, man, that man. I mean, <laughs> so good. Well, that's like, they have to. They have to. But you know, like, if you think about the timeline, it would literally like, make no sense to cast anyone but him. I don't know if he would do it, though, man. Like, that, would that give him PTSD? Like, right, I just, right. like oh. <laughs> just have, like... I think, he, I think flashbacks. he'd say yes. I think, I think he'd know, say yes. He just knows that it would be better. That they, they just he, do it right. I think he would hope it would be better. Yeah. It, would, just, it would be a little better. <laughs> but it's, it that, would be, be. That, that would be a crazy thing if they didn't get him. Oh, yeah. Like, be so because you literally can't tell a story that's not. You know what they do? They just put a CGA face oh, on him. God, imagine <laughs> just imagine a whole movie. Like, instead, it's just instead, a CGI of, face. instead of a CGI movie, oh, did you even make her die? gonna put no. Tarkin's face on his body <laughs> just because we had the models for yeah, it. Yeah, we, we spent a lot of money on those. And he was in for like two scenes. <laughs> I feel like they added him into more scenes because, like, yeah. I mean, I'm super impressed by how they did the audio for that. You know the story of that? Oh, yeah, the audio is super good. It's amazing. Like, And I think there's a few moments in the movie that Tarkin looks great. I they think just that would like, hold on scene, too long. Yeah, the first scene was like the first moment. Like, yeah. where, the reflection. Like, if they didn't oh. actually show him turn around, like, eh, the turnaround's not too bad. But the reflection of him is like, that looks great. I could just, just don't turn around. Yeah. I mean, well, that's fair. Like, because I'm okay with all of Tarkin. It's just Leia was the moment that I was like, "Ooh, yeah, because, that was really yeah, uncanny." Was, that was such a weird thing because yeah, Tarkin looked so good. They're like, did they put this scene in last second? Right. Because like it looks so bad. 
Yeah. You know, in comparison, like, because Tarkin, <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, I, yeah, it's not quite there, but this is really good. And then the lame one's like, oh, this is really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's another topic. <laughs> That's Those are the three news stories I have. Because <laughs> something I was talking about John with earlier was uh, kind of like guilty pleasure movies. Oh, that's a great topic. I love that. Because I was thinking about... Yeah, keep it light. Because you know? for yeah. whatever reason, like, you know, John's pick of Freaking Star Martial Arts movies, like, I guess it's like, to me, it's like, that's more like a guilty pleasure movie. Like, I don't feel, like, my, I don't feel like all dirty about I, that. I get it. I get it. No, <laughs> I mean, that just, it just like, that to movie. me, led to that train of thought. But for me, one of my, like, and it's not necessarily a guilty pleasure because they're not, they're bad. Is the um, Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Noon movies? Oh mm-hmm. boy! Yeah, no, no, that's I a guilty pleasure. I love call those. I call that one up. They are so good. <laughs> God, what, what who would have thought love? Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan masterpiece? <laughs> what is it about those films that you love so much? I don't know, man. I think it's just like because I love the Rush Hour movies too. So mm. I think it's that like the comedy action is a little bit a part of it. I can watch this, and so another thing about it, especially with Shanghai Nights, super into like medieval history, mm-hmm. and they don't really pull on it that much, but they pull on it a little bit and just like the the fun and they kind of do it like national treasure has a little bit too where it's like pulling bits of history and like referencing them like they talk about uh at one point jackie chan fights jack the ripper yeah in the street so it's like little fun (laughs) things you know that like happened throughout history that you know and like one of the kids man uh the kid that they like befriend who's like is like charlie chaplin they find mm. out at the end of the movie. Like, little things that are just, they're just great. I just love those movies. I get that. Like I understand. And I, I can understand. just, and it's, Not they're so easy to just, like, throw in and watch, and you just don't even have to pay attention. Right. Mm. Like, in and out. Like, they're just so, such, like, turn-your-brain-off movies that I just love those movies. And, like, the action is good because it's Jackie Chan, and you've just got the funny, like, Owen Wilson just falling the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you know, the buffoon and, like, the skilled person, like, the whole time. Then you've got... You know, then when it comes to like negotiating stuff, Owen Wilson's a little bit better at it, and like, <laughs> it's just fun stuff. What you were on? Oh man, um, the uh, not the current remake, but uh, the one back in the '90s of The Mummy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. See, okay, okay. So good. <laughs> like I love that movie. Which is funny because my guilty pleasure film is The Mummy Returns. <laughs> yes. Oh, both of those. They're yeah. they're incredible. But you got Dwayne the Rock, Scorpion King, just the which worst. made his career. Dude, because it has. So I like so. I'm with both those. I saw The Mummy Returns for whatever reason first. Like, oh, my parents boy. took me to that and just, uh, like, randomly. Like, I have a really specific memory of going and seeing The Mummy Returns. Don't know why. <laughs> but, like, and then I watched The Mummy. I was like, these are incredible. That's Brendan so good. Fraser. Like, Brendan Fraser, man. Like, I just, his performance in that first movie is so spot on. And it's just <laughs> so funny. But it's yet, such a like, great, like, comedy Indiana Jones. It is. Mm-hmm. And it also, like, also is able to hit, like, the the like action and like suspense moments where you're like whoa I actually like, am worried in moments in this movie because well, the first one's so scary when you have Imhotep like creeping through the like city streets oh, yeah, and he's like alley. chasing down the people who have the jars right like hits super that like scary. horror element yeah it's super creepy they definitely like play it up way more like over the top action for the second one yeah. for sure <laughs> but like oh man I still remember that my favorite it's one of my favorite like stupid scenes in a movie ever is when uh <laughs> He stabs the Scorpion like King, and then it's like this three-second pause to him run up and go, raise his arms up. No! <laughs> like, it's so good because it's so bad. It's so bad. Like, it's so, like, 
they couldn't they like cut some time in between it or like cut to a different shot like this is crazy how long a shot is taking I think it's funny because the, the equivalence to that scene in the first one is when uh, Imhotep like approaches Evie and then like Brandon Fraser just walks into the room and he's like turns around like, he's, like the, the moment he's like right there the whole time he goes what's happening oh <laughs> <laughs> God, those movies are great. I love those movies. Oh, so good. <laughs> like, put like, well, like the little little boy. The this is the the, the the plucky young kid in the second one, just being being. It's like, what will your father do? My father is going to kick your, your ass. ass. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Kind <laughs> of the British ass. kid saying ass. Yeah. <laughs> we have to find one that's actually more divisive, I guess. <laughs> Um, oh, you just looking? Yeah. I also really liked the Disney's 1997, 1995, Three Musketeers. Ooh. The, ooh, yeah. See? yeah I, oh, wait. I love that one. Yeah. I actually do really like that movie. I, you For know, I even like the new Three Musketeers. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you on that one. I, I really like that. It was super interesting. All the airship stuff. I was like, I'm in. This is awesome. I was so into that movie. It's a terrible it's movie. So is, is that the one that's just called The Musketeer? Yeah. No, 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 no. The Musketeer is the one that's like more like uh, kung fu styled, which is actually pretty decent. Um, but it's the Wes, uh, Paul Wes Anderson, not Paul Wes Anderson, just yeah, Paul Wes Anderson's oh. version with uh, Mil Milkovich. Um, yeah. playing uh, uh, God, the Countess. Orlando Bloom was uh, Buckingham. <laughs> so good. Because like, there were some awesome scenes on the airships and like yeah. them jumping around like it was super cool. Visually it's great um, and they, it's you so know, bad. it's so bad. It Also, it's, you know, I'm a huge fan of Musketeer movies. Oh uh, yeah, me too. I, and the, well, even like Man and like, Man the Iron Mask, I like that Man one. Man. And even, even long, the Musketeer, you're talking, like yeah. Musketeer, I really enjoy that movie a and, lot. And you know, uh, the thing is like, they're all so different from each other and they're all like you know none of them actually do the actual book ever except no, for no, like what's I, fun about that <laughs> except for like uh the like i don't think the 1970s one with um i'm trying to remember the uh the actor's name now those ones actually get pretty close and they're great <laughs> but all the new ones don't but it's always funny to see like what they do get right and like the new one with paul was interesting like makes the pr the king so unlikable <laughs> which is exactly like in the book where he's just like so annoying it's just like oh god yeah. i think the only one i can actually just like watch and be be happy is the the mickey mouse three musketeers <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i'm a huge fan of atlantis the lost empire that's not a bad movie. That's not a guilty. People you know, really don't like that movie. That's you know, weird. like I, people I, don't like a lot of those, like Hercules, uh, Atlantis. Uh, I don't like Emperor's New Groove. I don't. I don't. I, even if it's just like I, I can't. I can't even mind. Just like watch that. stop the recording. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me and Rowan. Again. <laughs> it's just. So, it's just. <laughs> it's just so. Weird. It's just like so. You really don't like that movie. I. I'm just not. Partially You're not as love. No, I, I don't like. I don't, like. If you told me right now that we're gonna watch Emperor's <laughs> New Group, I'd say I'd be like, I'm walking home because oh, I'm yeah. not really interested in watching that at all. <laughs> like, period. That's interesting. I can always sit down and watch. It's that. just too meta. Mm. It's just far too meta for me. I guess because like that that movie's like constant, just like meta. like at least Hercules, it's rained down a little bit. Like like yeah. okay, there's like a Nike like yeah, Hercules shoe like every now and then. Like yeah, like like but it's not like all in your face all the time. And Emperor's it's New not Group. like the Nike thing in the Knight's Tale. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, but like it happens like once, like but like in Emperor's New Groove, it's constant like pop culture the, joke or the trumpet guitar solo. It happens no, yeah. a lot. It kind of happens a lot. It's in a nice time. I mean, going back to Atlantis, like I love the art style and I like a lot of the characters in that movie. I think that movie suffered from the fact that it was 
they it should have had another half hour runtime. Yeah, it's so once condensed. they get to Atlantis, it's so condensed. Well, they spend, like, I think once they get to Atlantis, it's only like twenty minutes before the movie's over. Right. Yeah. And it's like they spend the whole like hour and ten minutes and getting there, also, like, which the f- all that stuff is awesome. But it's like, yeah, you should have just give us a little more. Give yeah. us a little more time. Also, like the first ten minutes of that movie is just like straight up ripped off Stargate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But it had potential. Like I, I, yeah, and I, I still really like, yeah, because I like the like adventure part of it, yeah. and that's what most of the movie is when mm-hmm. it comes down to it, because they don't really have a lot where they're actually in Atlantis. Well, it's like, it's like, well, like that's great because it just feels like that spiritual Indiana Jones film that we always want to see, where you know, like he's gonna go to Atlantis, but like it's just like the steampunky, same even same era, like it's just like, man, mm. this is like, if my if uh, Milo was a uh, indie right now, like man, and this was animated, still animated, like I'd accept this. Yeah, the, the Indiana Jones. Film I just wish Milo wanted. was more likable in that movie. What? I thought he was fun. I like Milo. Yeah, he like that was great. I also, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I don't know what you don't like about him. Like, I think he's a great, I, fun little character. I think he's a fun character. He's a little annoying for me at times. I think I think it's pretty tame. Like nerds. <laughs> yeah. You look exactly like him. <laughs> you did. You shaved that. You shaved that. You just hate what you know is you. <laughs> Oh, I see. I swim pretty girl. I'm mean, pretty good. <laughs> even like, <laughs> I can even just see you recreating that whole scene where he's chasing down that car's business. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm okay, gonna quit. I'm All right, putting put down my resignation. <laughs> Rowan, you're a better boiler fixer than the way I've ever known. <laughs> No, not an adventure, Rowan. <laughs> Even just like meeting like the the old man, like I just imagine like you and your dad talking. <laughs> well, damn. you found me out. Oh my god, Milo's return indeed. <laughs> Speaking of Disney Channel, I saw uh, Ducktales. Oh yeah, the new one. How was it? It was really good. Um, I really appreciate how they separated the. The triplets—they're a little bit more oh, actual distinct voices. distinct voices, and they're That's distinct cool. characters. They have their own character traits now, instead of just sort of being like a, <laughs> a hive like, mind. <laughs> um, Damn, like they kind of like take that original like hive mind character and like separate each element of that character structure into each twin yeah. or triplet, really. Um, the, the the like story-wise, uh, does it feel like? It's actually going over like oh, there's there's an overarching plot. There's gonna there's gonna be something that they're gonna talk about. Like yeah, it feels like they're they're, they're, they're leading up to it. Like the 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 first episode is actually a two episode okay. thing. Um, they have two different adventures, but they connect and then they end with a cliffhanger that kind of like sparks the what is probably gonna be the mystery of this season of the show. Because because I was thinking about it like after last week, I was like, man, like ducktales had a lot of multi-episode story arcs yeah like there's that whole there's a whole arc where they're trying to get to the city of gold and that, that that's like episodes like 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 there's laps and then there's like there's a there's an arc where they're the money bin gets taken away from them and, the, and then immediately leads into another arc where the money bin sent to atlantis mm-hmm. it's sent into the ocean I'm like wow this is like this show just keeps going like it right. just keeps building off itself and like it just didn't sound like that was that's probably one of the fun appeals about that show originally when it came out i think that um all in all i i would give it a, a high approval rating for this this first episode that got released on uh youtube and i think that uh you know the voices don't bug me at all i think that um you know scrooge mcduck is actually great oh that david tennant david tennant just rocks it yeah. um you know hey fuck you 
When I type in guilty pleasure movies, the first thing that pops up is Jurassic Park. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, internet. Well, you did preface that like last week when you talked about your favorite movie. <laughs> Fuck that, though. <laughs> Ghostbusters is on there. Well, that's... that's so, yeah. You guys go yeah who's a mean Girls. That is a good one. Mm. But that's a good movie, though. Mm. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mars Attacks. That's a guilty pleasure movie. I don't know. Go back and watch it. I've rewatched it this like this last couple months, and it's it's roughly Fifth Element. Yeah, I'll admit that. Uh, I'd probably put that in the guilty pleasure section. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, that's, that's a guilty pleasure. I mean, movie. also basically, you could say the guilty. Jurassic Park is the you, first one. You know what we could do, right? Is that guilty pleasure section? Is we could just go to Adam's movie oh, show. Know, right? Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's not even a pleasure for me. That's just, <laughs> yeah, that's hey, not, man, there's some good movies in there. That's not a pleasure for anyone. Oh, I like it's a only lot a of pleasure when you're watching it with riff tracks or something along with it. That's the only way those movies. Okay, are good. no. That, have you? Oh, have you watched the new? His obscure zone. Yeah. That's true, but like, he—I think a lot of his shelf has a lot of good uh, guilty pleasure <laughs> these on are there. Weird spaceballs, spaceballs, yeah. Princess Bride. I mean, to I just be, feel like these are underrated not, movies. That's also true. I mean, like at Princess, least some of them. Some of Princess them I Bride, is, I think, is like actually overrated as a piece of cinema, right? Like when you watch that movie, yeah. like yeah. structurally, it's not, yeah, yeah. it's not great. Oh yeah, yeah. there's just really just good like, moments mm-hmm. inside of that movie. And but like and and the humor and the characters are lovable. Like it's good writing for the characters, but structure and production value and kind of editing is not great. Yeah, I didn't like it until people just kept on talking about it. Like, I remember watching it as a kid and go like, oh yeah, the giant mouse scene. And then, like, right. and then, like that's really all. That's all kid. I remember. And then when, when people just like, oh, like, would anyone like a peanut? Like, that's not really a joke that really like stuck with me. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, like inconceivable. Like, I didn't really care about his line. It sounded pretty shrill. Like, as a kid, you know, it's like Galaxy Quest is a good one. Yeah, oh, that's a good guilty pleasure. Yeah. These are weird ones. Some of them are weird. Like it's Indiana so Jones and the Last Crusade. What? <laughs> I think that, what? I think that's just kind of like I mean, tonal shifts and stuff like that. I think you... I know a lot of people who who don't like that movie, which I don't understand because uh, I love really? that movie. That's, like, favorite, that's my favorite. That one. was my favorite one. Curse yeah. of the Black Pearl. That's a good movie. It's a straight up good movie. Like it wasn't supposed to be good. If you said the second one, maybe if you no, the first you one, you can't really say the third one. The first one's good. The second <laughs> yeah. one, the second one is great. No, the second one is great. The I like second the second one. Second one is so good. Uh, but I'm then gonna... it just what sucks about it is you have to have the asterisk of it's a two parter <laughs> with the third one, which is what brings it down. I, I, I'm gonna have to be that guy and put the third one in one of my guilty pleasure pockets. It's not, it has good. It has interesting moments, it has moments because you have so many like when they get to like the where all the pirate kings are. It's like <laughs> that scene is so cool. Right. Right, it's great. And then it just has moments right after that where they have like the big tornado thing. And yeah, it's, it's like, it's like everyone, everyone, think, everyone thinks like the tornado is good for them for some reason. Oh, there's plot hole logic in that <laughs> yeah. movie all over the place. Well, like the intro scene is cool where they're in like China or whatever and they're like mm-hmm. all undercover. Like there's some cool stuff and then it just like drags for another hour and then you get to the parking <laughs> thing and then it drags for another hour. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. No, that, you're right. You won me over. That's a good guilty pleasure. It's a good. The fourth one is not. Oh, I haven't. I didn't even. I didn't see it. I watched it. I don't remember it. Oh no, I did watch the fourth. I watched the fourth one. I haven't seen the most recent one. I haven't seen the most recent one. I just remember in the fourth one there was like Spanish. The Spanish were in it, but they were never really in it. I'm, and then, like, I the am kind of interested. Kind of in it. Mm-hmm. The new one does look kind of cool, though. I remember really wanting yeah, to Javier see Javier Bardem. Like, yeah. I was uh-huh. like, like, it's like this more weird... ghost pirate yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> ghost pirate 3.0. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was watching this thing where they're talking about, like, best movies that were almost redeemed by a single scene. And this kind of becomes a guilty pleasure. Because I do like 
The Phantom Menace. Hmm. And most of it comes down to the very last scene. Oh, the battle? The, like, Duel of the Fates. Like, uh-huh. that song with that fight scene with all that stuff, like, incredible. Yeah, it's a cool moment. Like, but... And I still enjoy the pod racing. I don't. I thought that was cool. I remember I having the pod racing N64 that game. That game was amazing. Ugh, it was so good. And then they had the Super Bombad racing on PS2, which was like a weird cartoony version of it. was still incredible. You know, like, we, we could spend a whole episode talking about the prequels and how, like, there's parts of them that, like, show the golden <laughs> glimmer that could have been a good show, a series. Yeah. And there's a lot of plot structure that, like, if it had just been in a... 500 more drafts could have been good. Um, <laughs> just, just someone else had looked at it. Just besides George, else can I see that? No! <laughs> someone hold him down! Someone hold him down! He's trying to attack me! <laughs> Space Jam. That's a good one. Oh, that's a great guilty pleasure. I'm trying to rewatch every sleep. Did you know the website is still up and running? Yep. Yep. Yeah, just as it was in 1994. It's great, but it's also I rewatch it. It's really bad. Oh come on, like him, like him digging that hole in the no. in the golf. Well, I no, like I <laughs> so the thing that I totally forgot when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, all these things. But the thing that I totally forgot about the storyline is the beginning. <laughs> no, 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 is all of the the NBA players who lose their basketball abilities because uh-huh. they get stolen by the aliens. It basically turned into this really sad like. They treat them like they're mentally ill people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it just is like, I was like, oh, geez, this is super sad. I don't remember any of this being in the movie. And it's like a good chunk of time that they talk about that. And they go with it. Jones. Yeah. Like, talking basketball, Jones. Hey, guys, it's so play? sad. It's so sad. It's just like too much almost. It's like just a little bit too much. It's a, yeah, it was a little bit of a commentary. And then it was just like, oh, man. And then they get back and it's like, oh, okay. Are you, though? <laughs> Can you ever be okay? Yeah, right? Like, so it's just like those where it's like, oh, man. There's definitely like those tinted glasses of that movie. Because there's literally a whole part of the movie. I don't remember being a part of the movie. <laughs> That's such an interesting concept, though. Like the scene... You know, like the one redeeming scene in a movie that almost makes it worth it. Like, like I think of like Hook, right? I like that movie a lot. The first part is really rough, but the thing is, is that I, I, I totally blank out. Oh yeah, the the forty-minute scene before they even touch Neverland. And the and the some of the end I blank out, but like the the thing is, is the movie in my mind starts when they like find the hook mark just like trailing up the wall, and I was like, oh, this is like that scene is just like (laughs) grilled in my mind. Yeah, that 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 film has just too many good moments. Yeah, I think there's I think because there's a lot. There's the there you are, Peter is awesome when he crows the first time. Mm. When he uh, finds his happy thought. Finds his happy thought. That movie's like so sad when you really when take Rufio it out of context. Stabbed. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like the gear up scene, one of the best gear up scenes in a movie ever. Oh, yeah. All the kids are going to have to yeah. fight all the pirates. Ah. Yeah, it's funny because like, if you really think about that film, it's like a, guy, it's... About a guy that just like doesn't want to be a parent anymore. But then, like, then at the same time, like his kids don't want him anymore. Right. And so it's like. Just like yeah, it's like that's like it's a really weird place to think about. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like thematically is a really sad movie with a ha- it's a happy ending, totally. but like yeah. just like the the real narrative structure of that film is like whoa, this is like talking about some really heavy shit. <laughs> like yeah, it's awesome. I love like that was another movie that I watched a bunch as a yeah. kid. Yeah, we all did. Like solid, oh, this solid, was so. me and John were having this conversation the other day because we were talking about we mentioned last week how you were talking about Pan's Labyrinth, how they were like. You didn't know if I would like the movie because mm-hmm. there's certain like weird things about uh, violence. Exactly, yeah, violence stuff. And we were realizing I was thinking about I think Hook might be the reason that I have issues with like un like violence on someone who can't control it. And it's when they put 
who who is the actress? Oh, yeah. oh, and, uh, and, uh, Glenn Close. Glenn Close in the Boo Box. Oh, I yeah. think that is like one of those things, right? Because that's so messed up. Like that scared me as a kid. The Boo Box, them putting them in and dropping scorpions in yes. with this little teeny hatch. Someone came up with own shit right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, so is he scary. supposed to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> and just like the like screams right. from her, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was terrifying. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like when they, as soon as they grab grab him, like he's just like just, just shaking and like yeah. trying to fight them off while they're all like laughing in his face and just yeah. like yeah, it's scary. It's scary as hell, man. <laughs> and I was like, maybe that's why I have like issues. Like I, you know, one of like the starting things because that's like just a movie I watch as a kid all the time. Yeah. I think my fear of inanimate objects also come from the the, the crocodile that <laughs> fucking oh, moves yeah. its head and looks like looks out like oh, eats him. That was so <laughs> good though. <laughs> yeah, when he's got the hand stuck, which doesn't make any sense really, but like his hand is Forget stuck. Annabelle. We need to see like we need to see the crocodile. <laughs> yeah. Give us a prequel. Give us the crocodile. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I guess that's it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Any we'll point. see you next time. Is that, yeah, is we'll, that it? We'll, we'll, we'll do the find an ending point. That's something we'll figure out. We'll find an show. ending point next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, listening to us. See you guys. Bye.